Hello and welcome to the new paradigm of women's awakening, sacred remembering. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. I invite you to step out of the old and into the new. Let's imagine together that we're walking toward a lush and glistening landscape. You notice forests and trees, crystalline water and rich black soil. The soil is different than any soil you've ever seen and you can't help but to take off your shoes and slide your toes into the soil. You've never seen or felt soil so rich or so replenishing. Your feet begin to sink down and into the soil like feet do as we stand beside the ocean and waves lap at our ankles. And as you sink down into this soil ankle deep, you realize that you are in touch with something else. There's this golden thread, this gold frequency that runs through this soil. It connects everything, like mycelium. It's in the earth, the trees, in you. And as you lift your head and you look around, you realize that there are other women also in this grid, the soil, connected via the gold frequency a unified network, and you are a part of it. And you breathe this all in deeply into the space of your heart. Welcome to Sacred Remembering, the podcast and live community for modern women waking up to the full and unified truth of who we are, standing prosperously now in that truth. You were planted here on earth at this time because there is something so unique inside of you. And when you ignite it, you light up the entire planetary grid. The answers that are needed on earth now are inside of modern women. They're inside of you. So go ahead and tilt your face upward towards source and allow the seed of sacred remembrance to open inside of you in that warmth. We're a community and network of women lighting up the globe by standing in the emanation of exactly who we are. Sacred, sovereign, creational, unified, and incredibly committed to love. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Hello listeners, thank you so much for being here. My guests and I hope that you glean so much transformative information on this podcast in each and every episode. I am so passionate about helping women to reframe our innate value and how we decide to exchange that value. So let's get clear about the intentions that are going on here with this podcast. This podcast is a gift to you. It is free. It is an act of service on my part to produce it. If you would like to take action to reciprocate for this gift, I'll mention a few things that are super helpful. 
One, you can rate and review this podcast on Apple and Spotify, because the more reactions that it gets, the more this information can reach more people. And the more this mission of sacred remembering and modern women standing in their truth can spread. Two, you can sign up for my email list at sarahpoet.com and follow me on Instagram at Embodied Breath. And this is helpful because I do intend to publish books and publishers are looking at those audience numbers. So if you want to help me play that game and in the meantime, get super valuable content from me, then you can stay connected in that way as well. If you would like to receive more via exchange, you can again, sign up for my email list, receive my new ebook called No Limits Going Beyond the Need for Boundaries by Redefining the Value of Your Feminine Resources. I'm excited about this. You can see that talking about the empowerment that is possible with women redefining our feminine resources is a hot topic for me right now. And of course, you can always pay forward this podcast episode by sending it to a friend. Thank you for your participation and your energy exchange at any level. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. Now let's begin. Hello, sacred remembering community. This is Sarah Poet, and I am here today to talk about this sacred, sacred topic of need need. It is a key. It is a code. It will unlock things for you in your life. Women, believe me, I have been walking with this in tandem with the activation of the Holy Daughter, which I did an entire episode about on episode 156, the Holy Daughter and the theme of innocence. Okay, so now this innocence theme, we are carrying it over here and talking about need. Because isn't need a very innocent thing? Like think of like a baby bird in a nest in the springtime, like so innocent. It needs the mama bird to work so hard to find the worms and come back and drop them off and think of like a little suckling infant human like it needs so much to be taken care of from the parents and like needing the milk of the mother need is so natural need is so innocent it's so beautiful and uh, we have so many systems of exchange, Ah, like value, money, um, resource allocation, all these things. I could talk about these things all day. I love it. And um, we bypass our need when we like hop into these modern day, hmm, assumptions of how our energy needs to be like spent and exchanged. So we went sort of (laughs) uncover it. Like I went into the spaces of feeling the needs that I have 
denied or that I was like downplaying or that I was like, I'm going to pretend like I don't have these needs. Okay. So right now I just want you to ask yourself, um, what's your relationship with your needs? And I'm talking about you and you. I'm not talking about your spouse. I'm not talking about all the people that let you down. I'm not talking about that right now. I'm not talking about the exchanges of energy with other people. I think that comes later or in a different place. Like that come, That's different than what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about you and your own relationship to your needs. Whew. Okay, are you ready? Like this would be a really great one to journal on. Come to the sacred remembering community and just be loved on. This is a tender topic. Okay, we've been talking about it in sacred remembering. And we are, um, yeah, we had a whole needs workshop this past month. And if you are listening um, in real time as this airs, on February 24th, we are going to have a painting workshop with Kelly L, who was on the podcast a few episodes ago. And we are going to paint the need. Okay. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about descending the need. And really what we're doing in this painting workshop is we're going to go through the process of painting the need. I'm not talking about painting a picture of the thing that you desire. No, this is about, the, like, I am not the painting artist. I don't ever want to feel the pressure to have to, like, paint a thing. Go listen to that episode with Kelly for more beautiful words on that by Kelly, the artist, um, who does these, like, gorgeous abstract paintings. And when I did a workshop with Kelly, it was like adult soulful finger painting where I got to know an aspect or many aspects of my soul through the process of being in the paint. Like when I was a little girl, I would go over to the elementary school by my house and there was this gorgeous mud that was so smooth, like clay. No wonder I wanted to become a potter later, um, but I would go play in it. And, you know, that like primordial feeling of like the hands in the mud, that's what we want to bring through in this painting workshop. And so we are going to paint this process of really identifying, no, not identifying. It's not like a heady thing. It's like being with the need. Ah, it's going to be amazing. So that's February 24th. Email Sarah at sarahpoet.com. If you want to be a part of that, it is only a $33 donation for non-sacred remembering member or people, humans, and then uh, $22 for members of the sacred remembering community. We can't wait to do this. It'll be um, over Zoom and international. So please email if you'd like to be a part of that. Um, it's going to be really, really beautiful. Okay, so I was about to go into what we as women do commonly when we have a need. I just want to like go through a couple of things I notice about this, like in myself, 
in people that I have talked to in the community, you know, none of us are alone. <laughs> we're not doing this on our own. So for just a moment, how do you respond to having a need? What are the emotions that come up? What are the sensations that come up? Do you automatically think of other people and think, well, they need to meet my need or they're not meeting my need? How do I get these other people to meet my need? So what is your common tendency around your own needs? Okay, it's just really beautiful information to know. Please journal on that. Please journal over and over on that. It's very, very important. Okay. So we as women, we often deny having our needs. We all know this. <laughs> I can like see it in generations of women. Back my personal line, like denying that we even have a need, denying it to ourselves, denying it to others, just downplaying and denying our own needs. We also, we just get embarrassed or ashamed of the need. Like who, you know, who am I even going to tell or I shouldn't be having this need in the first place. This is a big one. We associate our needs with lack. Like we think if we have a need at all, it's automatically lack. Needs are not lack, okay? What made lack is all of the exchange systems that have been in place and like who had access to resources, who didn't, what did we have to do to get our needs met, etc. We yeah, we started to associate needs as lack and I would say that, you know, there's this pressure of like feeling as though all of our needs should be met at any given time. And then that's something to question, right? Like should our needs actually be automatically met. You know, um, one of the most beautiful things to happen in this process for me over the last few months was really being in this process of descending the need and realizing that no one was like coming to meet that need. No one was coming to save me. I couldn't meet it right away. And then what happened in that place of just deeply, deeply feeling the exact need in this descending the need process, it broke me open in a way that honestly makes me a better person. Like I love myself so much more <laughs> that I was able to feel that and just come to terms with that and like not always be chasing my own freaking tail to try to get away from my own needs. I don't know that that figure of speech made sense, but you know what I mean? It's like we try to get away from our needs because we judge them. We see them as lacking. We think we're not supposed to have them. So getting up, you know, close and personal with the fact that we have them and the fact that like needs are really beautiful. It's life-changing. So I'm going to talk later in the podcast about how needs are very, very natural. Okay. Women also, we don't know how to ask for our needs to be met. And we spend a lot of time 
like in the process of figuring out how to ask and figuring out how to get over the shame. Um, we also spend a lot of time figuring out how to ask men for our needs. And I want to say that is a whole other thing. That is not this podcast. Okay. Um, this is really about, and, and I might say this a few times, like this is about us and us and us being able to feel our own need and then descending it through our body and feeling it with the divine, feeling it with the sacred. So it's not like we're praying in lack to the divine, like, please fill my needs. This is about feeling the need in the presence of the divine. And then if you chose to go advocate for your need with another person or ask for another person to meet a need of yours, that is beyond what I am talking about here. Okay. So I just want to really explicitly name that um, to continue to remind us to go into our own process of being with our own need. Okay. <laughs> so Let's look more closely. This is like point number two on my outline. What happens when we habitually deny the need? What happens when we habitually deny the needs that we have? We compensate for it. We try to overcompensate for it, deny it, skip over it. <laughs> pretend it's not there, try to hide it from the world, right? Big mistake. I've done it a lot. The use of our energy when we're denying our needs versus the use of our energy when we're acknowledging our needs is very, very different. When we are denying our needs, we are more hypervigilant. We are more likely to hustle. We are more likely to waste our energy. We are more likely to chase our tail, go in circles, waste our energy. Okay. Not even like knowing what we're chasing. Okay. So another way that we like deny the need and want to skip over it, I think in the modern world and in like the spiritual space as women is <laughs> okay, a couple of things. So we try to dress it up and talk about sexier things. Like we try to talk about desire. Well, <laughs> desire can be fabricated. It can be false. It can be hijacked. It can be all sorts of things. At one point in time, I could not feel my desire at all. People are like, manifest through your desire. And I won't go into big stories about my process right now, but I had been really, I guess, depleted and like downtrodden uh, around like uh, lots of examples of getting my ass kicked in those exchange agreements. And I was watching my resources as a woman like diminish in those exchange, you know, agreements with other people. They may have been work agreements or relational agreements. And so I really had to walk this walk of like getting sovereign in my own resources, 
Some people would call that value, but I actually have this framework that I've been developing around, we actually have eight categories of internal inherent feminine resources. And when we know what those are, then we can choose how to allocate them. Okay. That's the ebook that I'm pointing you to at the beginning of the podcast. So you can go get that at sarahpoet.com and begin there. I'm also talking more and more about this all the time on Substack. It's sarahpoet.substack.com. And I am working on the 2.0 version of my Heartland book draft. And um, it is my personal goal. It is actually Heartland's, like it is like my sole directive <laughs> to uh, work on that and um, to share the pieces of that as I'm working on that and just like streamline my whole work around that. So those things are going to be coming through the Substack through the email and yes, through this podcast also, but make sure that you're connected in all of those spaces, please. So that we can really like bolster women's sacred remembrance of our resource sovereignty. And I'm going to be sharing these, like each of these key codes that I, um, lived (laughs) like sometimes rather, uh, ruthlessly. And definitely still on the path. And so, um, I think where I was with that was talking about desire. And at one point I was so fucking over it. Like I had tried so many different conscious, sacred, feminine, blah, blah ways of like being in relationship. And I was like not winning. And my resources were depleting. Like I felt more tired, but also my money was depleting every time I was in one of these situations. And I I was like, what the fuck? And then somebody wants to be like, well, you can just manifest if you can just desire it. And that didn't work at all for me. And yeah, speaking into this, because I have a lot more to say about that. Like if you're a woman who like shit has happened to you, maybe there was sexual trauma, maybe, you know, like you weren't safe, like your feminine resources were not honored they weren't respected and now you're like I don't know if I want to keep putting myself out there or I don't know you know what to desire because every time I open up I get slammed again hey sister I'm right there with you and that I have walked this and walked like I'm still walking the path of recovery from that and um learning I guess like hmm, allowing my own resources to like really come home to me has been the path. And it's not a heady, like know your values, sister, or just like manifest with desire. Like, fuck that. Like we are such deep, (laughs) sorry, I'm using the fuck word a lot. We are uh, women on the sacred remembering path and we need real solutions right now. People like we are over the fluff. We have tried it. And like, I've I've been in sessions with women and they're like, wait, what I was doing isn't working anymore. And I think that that's because we need this like earth connected, nature connected way of being where 
we're deeply resurrecting our own feminine resources. Um, and yeah, it's, it energetically changes so, so much. So no, we're not going to get away with like bullshit manifestation techniques and stuff like that anymore. Like this is a new frequency and, um, yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to be putting more out there about that. Like, <laughs> and the places that I do that are the sacred remembering community, the Substack, my email list, and this podcast, that's where I'm going. Okay. So you have to come there. And if you want private sessions, we can absolutely do that. But I'm saying like, I'm pouring my energy into these spaces and places. Okay. And the people in them. So, okay. I got off track there a little bit, but, but actually not. So I want to go back to like when we're trying to deny the need in a spiritual way, there's all of this like rhetoric, like, oh, well, you just need to be more sacred feminine. You just need to, you know, uh, surrender more. You just need to open to desire more. And, and I'm like, no, I mean, I just talked about that, but it's really hard if you have had a history of trauma, <laughs> AKA, like if you're human and also if your feminine resources haven't been respected, which is actually all of us. And I want us to stop trying to like overcompensate and deny and pretend that that hasn't been true. Because when we do acknowledge that that is true, that our feminine resources have not been respected, then we go about taking them back in a whole new earth changing way. So when, you know, it's, it, yeah, I am like on a little soapbox here about, you know, sacred feminine, AKA like spiritual Instagrammy sorts of teachings about the feminine and how it should be without taking this into account. I'm simply over and you can hear that in my voice. Okay. So same with manifestation and like new age manifestation techniques about like, well, you make the list and you, you know, name your desires and then you align and you go after it. It doesn't account for true need. It does not account for true need and the energetics of true need and innocence will lead you on a more aligned path than new age manifestation techniques. Okay, so I, I'll talk for a moment about this process that I'm in with the Heartland um, book writing journey and the soul journey of <laughs> doing the damn thing, <laughs> doing the sacred thing, and like bringing the the 2.0 manuscript forward. So the intuition, the guidance was like, go back and read your journals from December, 2020 on like when Heartland came to me and read like what you were going through. And, you know, all of like, it's been so good y'all. It's so good. Cause I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize I was like really on the other side of something, but more and more I'm like, I'm on the other side of something. So that's really cool. But over and over again in these journals, I wrote lists of what I wanted to see happen. And, you know, I had gotten all of these ideas over time about like, 
yeah, like write your list, manifest it, see it, you know, coming through and, and like name your desire and claim your desire with the universe. Well, I wrote all these lists and some things happened and some things didn't. But the lists themselves were sometimes really ridiculous because they were coming from places like ego desire, um, you know, what my mind thought I should want, or this one. Like I was lacking something and I was trying like hell to manifest the opposite. Like I was trying to get that thing to come into my life. And so I was writing these lists and declaring like, okay, my business is going to have this many thousands of dollars in a month and all of that. And when it didn't happen, listen, looking back at these journals and looking at what did not happen, that did not manifest, it was out of alignment to begin with. So if we are writing our quote-unquote lists of what we quote-unquote like desire, whatever words you choose, from this place of genuine need and, and descending the need and getting to what the actual need is, we are going to move our lives forward without a doubt. This is why Kelly and I are calling the painting workshop womb infestation. <laughs> Like in sort of manifestation, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's funny to me. It's cute. Um, and of course we can't like bring anything into actual creation without both masculine and feminine. Right. But the, this, this like felt sense of what the true need is, the true natural need in your being creation wants to bring that to you. I fully believe that. So that is the place that we can co-create from. That, not the bullshit manifestation, not the bullshit, like have it all together and pretend that you're like reaching for your desires. It's bullshit. Nature answers need. Okay. And need, when it's truly felt, becomes authentic desire. Okay. And so the last thing I'll say about how women like deny the need is to overcompensate by working like hell <laughs> to fill the need. And this could mean like becoming like a high powered, you know, executive professional person, um, or just like working your ass off, like never letting yourself like rest into the need, but being like, oh, like you haven't acknowledged the true need and you're feeling a lack. And so the lack is propelling you into using your energy. It's like being on a stationary bike, hoping that you're going to get 200 miles, like, but you're on a stationary bike. Okay. So, um, yeah, really good good way for feminine energy to continue to be harvested, right? Is just to have women waste our energy. So we don't want to waste our energy anymore because our energy is a very, very valuable feminine resource. Okay, my loves. So now when we don't skip the need and we feel the need, 
This is point three on my outline. <laughs> We're going to feel it. We're going to descend it. Um, it's so alchemical. It's so good. All right. I discovered this. I just like discovered this while I was meditating. Like at the end of the day, I would be in bed and I was like feeling, I was like, okay, there's something really special about need. What is it? You know? So I was thinking about the need thinking, thinking, okay, yeah, I'm thinking about these things that I need in my life. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. That often sounds like, uh, like a grocery list, like a lack list, like the things I need, the things I need to get. Right. Okay. So then I was like, okay, that's what, that's the story that my head tells about these things in my life that maybe I'm lacking or that I think I want. And what happens when I feel them in my heart, right? We're feminine creatures. The mind is a beautiful asset. And then there's also this beautiful heart asset. (laughs) And so um, I would take one need at a time and I would like descend it down into the heart. And in the heart, it would become something else. That's alchemy. When we feel something and it becomes something else, that's alchemy. So this thought that maybe had to do with lack, I find that in the mental realm, the needs are often associated with lack. Okay. Then in the heart, the needs become longing. There's something in our feminine system that gets to slow down and begin to acknowledge that there's this unmet need. How does that feel? What does it feel like to, yeah, to not have it, to want it, to not be able to control it? That was a big one. That that piece about like, I can't control a damn thing. So beautiful such a beautiful, powerful place to be. As we are constantly denying our needs, going about filling them without even acknowledging what they truly are, wasting our energy. Yeah, we're we're just missing that there's this like whole other deeper opportunity. And so in the heart, we experience longing. Longing is so beautiful. We can't control it. It's so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Where I was going with that a second ago, I got got a little tripped up on my own words there. I don't edit this podcast. Thank you for just letting me flow. (laughs) But yeah, it was about control. And so like, as we are just (laughs) working like hell to compensate for having the need, we're trying to control all of like the variables so that we get the thing. But what if like we just felt it and we cracked open the feeling of really feeling the need, really wanting it, really longing for it, that which we don't have? 
And then, you know, the heart becomes more alive. The energy around the heart and the heart center becomes more alive. It becomes more honest and authentic. And we have to be willing to feel, feel the disappointment, feel the longing, feel anything that's associated with that. And we break down the shields that are on our hearts. We break down the numbness. There's all of this like, well, you know, that person took that from me or I needed that and they didn't give it. And so like we wall up and we work harder. And that's not working. Like we're more isolated. We're more alone. Our actual needs are actually not met. And I would say that most of us are not like, it's not going to be working anymore. That's the point. It's like not working anymore. Okay. So we, again, I'm giving you (laughs) key codes here. Okay. For the energetics that actually change how we live as women, as sovereign women in our rightful resources on this planet. I'm giving you codes for that. So from the longing in the heart, then I was like, oh, this need wants to go further down. And the need went into the womb. And this was um, what I revealed in the needs workshop that I did in January. And in the womb, oh my goodness, y'all, it was so beautiful. Like (sighs) the transformation from the head to the heart was huge. And then the heart to the womb, again, huge. And each time there's an alchemy of like what I thought I was lacking was a different thing when I was in longing. And then a different thing when I was in the womb, like the words changed and the true need came forward. And this is just amazing because so many of us are operating from the head and what we think we should want, what we think our desire is, or what we think we want to manifest, or what we think we're lacking and we have to compensate for. It's none of that. So... Let's say your head says, I need money. And you descend that like down into your heart. It's like, I don't have enough money. So when the heart feels that, you don't know what you're going to get. It's alchemy. It's the soul alchemy. It's like, it could become, I really need connection. I really need right reciprocity. Like I'm longing to experience these things that I haven't experienced ever or in a long time. And then if you descend that down and into the womb, it could become something like, I need to create what is inside of me. I really need... um, to feel my own passion. There were some days where my womb space began to like throb and pump as I was feeling the needs in my womb. It was like she was like waking up. And there's been a lot 
of soul alchemy and changes in my life since I started this, which I, I won't go into here for the sake of time. Um, hmm, good stories, though. I had like a really big serpent one day in meditation, like come back to me, like so big and so gorgeous. And then like three days later, she turned from this black serpent to this white serpent. (laughs) And she was like the resource serpent. It was like amazing. So, you know, powerful, powerful things can happen, are happening. Point number four, beautiful people, nature is need. So this was really beautiful. Nature gave me this download one day as I was in the woods with my dog holiday. And it was like nature answers need. Nature answers need. Like the baby gets the milk. The baby bird gets the worm. Like when there's a need in nature, the cycles of nature want to fill the need. It's like the giving happens in the place of the need. So you are a being of nature. I know that there are economic systems. I know that there are entrenched capitalistic systems. There are patriarchal systems. There are energetic systems of give and take, of resource allocation. It's really fascinating. But they weren't built off of nature's principles. And so the more we spin our beautiful heads inside of those spaces, wondering how we're worthy, how to fill our lack, how to, yeah, have what we need, we will be well served to remember that at like the very core, we are of nature. Nature answers need. It's the foundation for giving. It's unconditional. So when you get it in your head, I need to manifest the money for a Gucci purse. It's my favorite fun example. A Gucci purse. And you can just ask yourself, like, well, is nature actually behind this? You know, or this adage, like, okay, modern woman, you can have anything you desire. What do they mean by that? They mean you can have anything that you want to consume. You can have the Gucci purse. You can have five Gucci purses. Bitch, you're meant (laughs) to have anything you want. What would nature say about that? (laughs) Right? How does nature feel about you having five Gucci purses? Who made the Gucci purses? Children? What were their conditions? What does it cost to make the Gucci purses? 
right? Can you have like one beautiful handbag that makes you so happy to use? For sure. Nature can get behind that. Nature doesn't get behind consumption. Consumption is destructive. And (laughs) consumption is what caused feminine, like women and feminine resources to feel depreciated, tired, and depleted in the first place. So when you get into like the conditions, like a conditional receptivity or a conditional exchange, we're outside of nature. When we step into false beliefs about power and who has power and who has resources, who allocates the resources, who has lack, when we're in that world, we're outside of nature and nature's principles. So we also have a choice in our focus, in our mindset, in our scope, in our consciousness to recognize when we're in those systems and to recognize how we ourselves can choose to be in alignment with nature. And we can just do that like when we sit down at the end of the day and meditate and close our eyes. Like in Heartland, all the time, what we're doing is activating these frequencies of a new earth, of a regenerative earth. And we're doing that now to bring it into the now. It's like, how do we think this new earth is going to happen? It's through us. And for me, it's through women knowing the inherent value of our resources, getting really clear in the energetics like the sovereign energetics of who and who we are, what we have, what nature gave us, so that when we go into the world that wants to do exchanges <laughs> and um, you know, exchanges of value, we know how to navigate that world differently now. Okay, that's what that's what I've been up to. You can reach out to me if you want to talk about this privately. We can do sessions on this. We can like, oh my gosh, you know, this has so many applications. Like marriage contracts. So many women have gotten into marriage contracts thinking that it meant one thing. Now they want more resource empowerment. They want to be more respected. What you want is for your feminine resources to be respected and you want your value to be seen. And so how do we begin to negotiate value in an exchange situation with a system whose language has never included feminine resources? I've been doing that. I negotiated a contract last year and I renegotiated the terms based on educating the employer that I was contracting with about masculine and feminine resources and how I value my own resources and how I will and will not do exchange. 
And we changed the terms of the contract because I, because I spoke it, because I did it, and because I stood up for it. So it's very, very possible. Okay, so I can, I can help with work contracts, you know, marriage and divorce, etc. If you're just like finding yourself in a situation, you're like, fuck, like my resources are diminishing because of this relationship, because of this exchange. It was supposed to make me bigger, better, more, but it's not. What the fuck happened? Your feminine resources weren't valued and they're depreciating. And when you know how to value them, when you know what they are and how to value them, then the entire energetics changes. Can you imagine the implications for this in the world? Okay, so wrapping up here, and thank you for for staying with me on this like deep talk. And I know I'm like mentioning things that need more discussion, but that's why I'm saying stay in touch, reach out. If you want to go deeper, you got to let me know. Um, And I'll be bringing this forward in my own process and the places that I mentioned. So when we think about nature, nature's language is love. Nature's language is just pure love. So nature is answering your need in love, and it always will. Not to say that you get every need ever answered, (laughs) but that if you're speaking a true and innocent language of need, there is a true and loving, benevolent presence. You call it nature, like natural law, that wants to answer your need. So you can see how need deeply and authentically felt is alchemical in that nature and the language of love wants to answer the need. And really, it's when we leave that, when we leave the language and frequency of innocence, of need, of nature, and of love, when we leave that, that's when we just find ourselves in extractive, kind of like zero-sum games. We have to vie for our resources. We have to engage in systems of exchange that don't feel good. We have to, like, I always say this, but like, think about how your mothers and grandmothers and their mothers got their needs met, like their resource needs met. How did they secure their resources? Well, if the entire system of exchange is built on men having access to resources before women, then women are contorting energy in order to get resources from men and from the system. And so, you know, we just have like generations and generations of compromises being made on our feminine system that continue to extract from the feminine system. And we're not going to end that overnight 
but we can take huge, huge strides. You know, I used to say, I've said it on this podcast, I've said it in interviews, it was like my entire system wouldn't let me participate in patriarchy, like energetically. Like once I left my education career, it was like, okay, Sarah, learn how to live without patriarchal domination energetics in your system. And that's what I've been doing for like six, seven years. I've just been cleansing my system of extractive energetics and then getting into integrity, like in my own work, you know, talking openly about resources and exchange and saying, Hey, I can do a lot for you, but I am not going to manipulate you. I am not going to sell. I'm not going to tell you that you need what I have more than you need what you have. Like, I'm just not going to play in those games. And (laughs) it's made for a very interesting (laughs) experience. But my whole gig is every woman's, every human's sovereignty, really, but every woman's sovereignty and energetic sovereignty and knowing that you have this direct nature and source connection, we all do. And we can be resourced from that place. And a lot of that has to do with creativity. So in the old game, if we're overriding our needs, denying them, working like hell to have them met without acknowledging what they actually are, then we're trying to make something happen outside of nature like we're trying to push we're trying to like push for something to happen I was doing this for sure and then in feeling the need what happens is actually a deepening into creativity and creation is absolutely a part of nature So nature wants to support your authentic creativity, your like the authentic creations that want to come through you. Nature wants to answer the pulse of that womb current because that womb current is like a signal that signals, um, you could say, a masculine current. Like it signals forth this essence of, and it doesn't have to be a man. We've thought forever it had to be a man, but it can be like an essence of like, you know, like an energy that meets that authentic desire in the womb. And then there's a spark of creation. There's a spark of like authentic creation in nature. Wow. I have really given you a lot in this podcast, (laughs) a lot. There's a lot to soak in there. Um, If you have enjoyed this podcast and find it to be valuable, I really thank you for listening. And I thank you for considering to share it with other women, you know, reach out to me for private sessions, just like keep the energy moving right? Just don't let it like stagnate here because I've put a lot of my own personal experience, my own teaching um, into the energy of like creating this transmission. And so if you found it valuable, 
pass that energy on somehow. You can also make donations anytime, Venmo at Sacred Remembering or on my website, sarahpoet.com. And I appreciate you very much. I appreciate um, what what is being created here and all that wants to come forward. And yeah, may we all be blessed in our sacred, sacred need being acknowledged and, you know, for our soul and for the universe to um, hear and like respond to that sacred key and code and seed of need. And if you would like to come into this alchemical painting process with Kelly L and I, it is uh, February 24th, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And we will be um, in this workshop for three hours. So, so sacred. You'll come away with this like piece of art. Um, and that's one week away. So email soon, Sarah at sarahpoet.com. One last thing that I will also mention is that I am about to release um, a course, like an evergreen course collection of Breathe to Receive teachings and meditations that I have um, created. I took the course that I have taught live um, the past two years, and I have made it into an evergreen um, opportunity for any woman at any time to um, come into the space of, you know, being with the healing of the nervous system um, and the breath in order to receive more. It is also uh, like esoteric and energetic in nature. But uh, because I was doing that at the same time that I was traversing this gorgeous topic of need, I have also created a section inside of Breathe to Receive um, that's like two hours of content and meditations on need. So if you are um, interested in that, it is like a bonus aspect of the Breathe to Receive course, and you can find that at sarahpoet.com as well. Or inside of the Sacred Remembering Community, the full course will be in both places, and there's a price discount for um, those inside the community. So I really welcome you in the community. I know that hundreds of you are listening to every episode of this podcast. It means so much to me that you do find the content valuable enough to continue to listen to. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. And um, we would love to see more of you in the community because we are a small community. We've laid an amazing foundation and, you know, we welcome you. We welcome you to um, deepen like this true community, this true sense of community in us as women um, as we become sovereign together and take back the like, yeah, sovereignty of our inherent resources and then amplify resources in a rightful and regenerative way via nature's principles um, on the planet at this time. So you can hear how this is different from. Uh, women who are like building an empire. I'm not building an empire. I want women to be sovereign in their resources and for all of our resources to be regenerative. <laughs> That's my mission and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, 
So thank you for being here. So much love to you. Reach out, schedule a consultation at sarahpoet.com. If you like, if you're just feeling it, you know, just do it. Just say hello. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Much love.